You're listening to Abstinence After Sex. Alright you guys, hello. My name is Bethany. I'm the host of Abstinence After Sex. And you guys, it was a switch up today. So... Today, um, well, January was about, you know, being a good steward over what we have. And um, last, well, the first episode of 2019, we talked about that. And I wanted to stick with that theme. But while I was doing this fast and while I was like studying, God told me that we should talk about trust and like how to trust God. So... The scripture for today is um, 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8 through 24. And it's a little about stewarding over what you have. Like, that's why I went to the scripture in the first place. But God kept telling me, no, it's not about like it is about stewarding over what you have. But it's also about trusting God with what you have, too. All right. So I'm going to read it. Um, you can read it along with me once again. It's. 1 Kings 17, um, verses 8 through 24, okay? And I'm reading in the New Living Translation. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks and he asked her, would you please bring me a little water and a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of a jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal and then, men, and then me and my son will die. But Elijah said to her, do not be afraid. Go ahead and do what you said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, there will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow, grow again. So she, so she said, so she did as Elijah said. She and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Sometime later, the woman's son became sick. He grew worse and worse, and finally he died. Then she said to Elijah, O oh man of God, what have you done to me? Have you come here to put out my sin, to point out my sins and kill my son? But Elijah replied, give me your son. And he took the child's body from her arms, carried him up to the stairs to the room where he was staying and laid the body on his bed. Then Elijah cried out to the Lord, O Lord, my God, why have you brought tragedy to this widow who has opened her home to me, causing her son to die? And he stretched himself out over the, ch over the child three times and cried out to the Lord, O Lord, my God, please let this child's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's prayer and the life of the child returned and he revived. 
Then Elijah brought him down from the upper room and gave him to his mother. Look, he said, your son is alive. Then the woman told Elijah, now I know for sure that you are a man of God and that the Lord truly speaks through you. I want to go to for the last verse. For verse 24, I want to go to the new, the NIV version. It says, then the woman said to Elijah, now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. Okay, so it's a lot in that whole scripture. I just read 8 through 24, but I'm going to break it down verse by verse so that you can see um, what it, I know that God is trying to say to me and what God is trying to say to you in terms of just trusting him and trusting in his word. Okay. In verse 10, one, Elijah had to have faith. So it wasn't just the woman having faith or trusting in God. It was Elijah having faith too. He had to have faith to even go to that part of town that God told him to go to. And he had to have faith and he had to have the humbleness to even ask the lady for something. When he first asked her for something, he asked her for water, but God told him to that he was going that the that the widow was going to feed him. So sometimes we have to like just have enough faith to ask and have and be humble enough to ask because some of the things that God wants to provide for us it's out of our humbleness. It's out of us tearing down our pride and saying, "All right, um, God, I know that you said that she was going to feed me instead of me just sitting here waiting for her to just hand out food. Maybe I need to sit my pride down and actually ask for ask that person. So there might be somebody or something that you want to do and you know that person has it. You know that person is capable of doing it. You have to be humble enough to say, can you help me? Like, and it's hard sometimes to just talk to somebody and say, oh, can you help me? Or I'm hurting in this area or you want to seem perfect, but we're not perfect. So Elijah had to have the faith in God and trust in God that God said that she was going to feed him. She was going to give him food, not just water. Sometimes we settle for the smallest things we ask, but we ask like a small, like for a small thing. Like you might know that you need gas in your tank, but you go up and you say, oh, do you have like $5? No, and they're going well. You need like $30. No, boo. You need to humble yourself and ask because that's what people are here for, to to provide and to serve one another. So that's the first thing that we see, and that's in verse 10. All right, in verse 12, the thing, the widow tells Elijah, I don't have any bread. All I have is some oil and some flour. A lot of times we look at everything that we have, so this is where the steward part, this, this is the steward part. We see the things that we have and we're praying God like, oh God, please give me this, please give me that, please give me that relationship that I'm scrolling that I'm seeing on Instagram the relationship goals please give me um, that house that I want please give me this career that I want and God is saying like you have in your home inside of you you have the ideas for that business you have the ideas for that book you have the ideas for that corporation or something or that nonprofit that you want to do you have it already but you're looking 
outward you're looking at different things you're comparing yourself with other people but god is telling you that you have it in your house it's going to take a little work to get the bread like she has the stuff to make the bread to feed herself but she had to put it together and a lot of times we have the stuff to feed ourselves we have the stuff to provide for ourselves we have the stuff to not live in poverty but we don't want to do the work to put it together we want god to just hand it to us and when god hands us stuff we don't appreciate it that much so we have to trust that what we're praying for god has already answered our prayers but we have to stop and look and think about what we already have and then the next verse, I wasn't really going to talk about this, but it stood out to me because I was like, why did he even say this? In verse 13, um, Elijah says, do not be afraid. Let me read it. It says, Elijah said to her, do not be afraid. Go home and do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. When I read that, I was like, why is he telling her not to be afraid? She literally just told, like, what fear does she have? She literally, like, how I read this, I, I see, not a ghetto woman, but, you know, a, a cultured woman. <laughs> and I see someone saying, like, listen, I'm about to go, I'm about to go make this bread, and me and my son are going to die. Like, that's literally how I see her saying it. So for him to come back or to respond to her saying, do not be afraid. I was wondering like, why would she be afraid? Like she, she literally is telling him, she knows what's going to happen. She knows she's about to die. Um, but I think when Elijah says, do not be afraid, he's saying, don't be afraid to have hope. Um, or don't be afraid to trust in God because a lot of negative people that you meet are like people that say, oh, this is not going to happen or it's always going to be this way. Behind that negativity is fear. Behind that negativity is someone being afraid to have hope, to believe that things can get better. Because if you believe that things can, can get better and, you, and they don't get better right away, you feel as though like you'll get hurt. I want you to know that like... And it's hard for me to to like trust in God, but I'm going to give you like some things that I have to do for myself and that I think you'll it'll be useful for you too in order for you to learn to trust God. Um but we have to know that fear and faith do not mix. You cannot have fear like fear that something is going to happen or fear that something is not going to happen and then also have faith in God. They can't live together in the same house. They it's not possible. Um First, it's a it's a verse. I can't I can't remember. I'll probably I'll put it I'll put it down once I find it. So if you're looking on YouTube, you'll see the verse that I'm talking about after I search for it. Um, but I know it's in Second Timothy, and it says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. So when you're afraid of something, when you're speaking negative or something over your life, that when you're speaking negative, one, that means you're afraid that something is going to happen or like there is fear behind negativity all the time. But when you have fear, you know that that's not from God. Like that, that's the Bible says that that's not from God. God does not give us a spirit of fear. He gives us a spirit of love, of power and of a sound mind. So when you feel as though you're afraid just pray to God and say God I know that this feeling is not of you 
give me the courage and give me the faith in you and your ability to get me through whatever it is I'm scared about or whatever move I'm scared to make or whatever denial that I'm scared to um, get. Like you might be wanting to ask somebody something or you might want to start something but you're afraid like you're not you're not labeling it as fear you're not saying oh I, I don't want to do this because I'm fearful you're probably saying oh I'm not qualified to do this or they might not think that I have enough experience no boo you're just afraid like you're literally afraid and you're not telling yourself that you're afraid but I'm telling you that you're afraid and God has not given you the spirit of fear the one thing the only thing that they can do is say no and if they say no then that means God has provided you a different way you have the stuff that you need in your house so if that person says no or if that door closes that just means that that's not the way to get it especially if God put that in your heart if you see that vision if God told you that that's what's going to happen in your life then it's going to happen it's just not going to happen that way so no just means not right now no just means not that way that's literally all no means okay and then um also fear and faith so hebrews eleven sixteen says it is impossible to please god without faith so you might be wondering um why things aren't moving along why um god has given you this vision and it's not going the way it wants to go it's because you're not you're meeting what he told you with fear you're stepping timid timidly i think that's the word yes you're stepping timidly and you're not having faith to prepare for what God has told you to prepare for. You're not having faith to go and ask and be humble. You're not having faith to do what God told you to do. Take that one step that God told you to take. You're just procrastinating and working out of fear. So it's impossible to please God without faith. And how do we get faith? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Yes, boo. I'm going to put that, that scripture down too in the video just so you guys know where to find everything. Um, but just know that if you're scared to move or if you're scared to tell somebody something, like I know a lot of people who are watching this, who are deciding to be abstinent, if you're scared to tell your partner, like, I want to be abstinent, that's not, that's not the spirit God has given you. God has given you the spirit of love and of power. And if they don't agree with that, then bye. Like, literally, bye. If they don't want to be abstinent with you, if they don't think that that's the way that they need to go, then bye. That's not the person that God had for you, okay? All right, and then the, the other thing I want to point out is that in order for the woman to get her blessing in order for the widow to get her blessing she had to give so um throughout this this passage she gives twice so she once she gives the guy the bread um she had to give the guy the bread and she had to serve the guy the bread that she and her son was going to the last little bit that she had the last little bit of energy the last little bit of patience the last little bit of nerve that this lady had whatever you need to put in the last little bit that you have the last little bit of money it could be the last little bit of time it could be the last little bit of energy you god was asking her to give what little she had to somebody else and not only give it to them but serve it to them like that's a lot I know with tithes um we think like why am I giving 10% like God doesn't need your money he wants your heart 
And I have to tell myself that and we have to remind ourselves that like when we give to others, it's not for the other person. It's for our hearts. If you think about it, like it's for us to understand and humble ourselves and know that we are put on this earth to serve others and we are put on this earth to give to others. So the thing that you're praying for, um, say you might be praying to, I don't know, start a nonprofit or whatever or start a business or something like that, or um, get into this relationship? How can you give to the person that you want to be in a relationship with? A lot of times we get into a relationship and we say like, oh, what can you give me? What can, like, what can I get out of this? What do you bring to the table? No, boo, ask yourself like, like what can you give to that person to put to make them a better person? What can you speak? Can you speak life into that person? Can you um, help them with whatever they with with whatever they need to prosper? If you want to start a business, you're like, oh y'all, just give me my money. I just started this business. No, what can you give the person your target audience? Like, what are you giving them that makes them trust you enough to like just want to be a part of that? So the lady, she gave not only the bread, but then when her son died, she gave her son. I know if Olivia died, somebody was like, just give me your child. Like, no, your, your child just died in your hands. You do not want to give your child away. But she had to have trust in Elijah. She had to have trust in God in giving her child away and giving the bread away. And then we skip down, we keep going down, and it says sometime later. I want that to like resonate in your head because it was sometime after after she gave the bread. It says sometime later, and she was like living, Elijah was living with her. She was living with the man of God, and they were eating every day, and they were God was blessing them every day. But it says sometime later. Um, her son died and the first thing that she says or the first thing that she comes with Elijah with is like did you come to remind me of my sins she came to Elijah in a negative way she thought that her son dying which I would think so too she thought that her son dying was a negative thing she thought that her son dying was um, brought to bring her pain but the Bible also says that um, we know that all things work for the good of those who are called according to God's purpose and stuff so we have to understand that yes it might seem brick and brim and it might not seem like it's going the right way but sometimes tragic things have to happen so that you can be reminded to trust God and yeah it says sometime later, I believe that we get blessings and then we forget that God blessed us. So there, sometimes God has to give us a wake up call like, oh, bling, bling, miss, remember me? The person that you said that you had trust in will go through stuff. God will bless us, answer our prayers, and then we'll go through the next thing and worry. Why? Because we forgot that God answered our prayers the last time. We forgot that we should have trust in God. And so... Like, and even in verse 24, she says, oh, now I believe after that tragic experience. Now you trust in God. But God just blessed you and made sure that you and your son would not die. God has given you so many blessings. God have, has answered so many of your prayers. And right now, you're probably in the situation and you're worrying right now. And you're like, I don't know how this is going to happen. You're walking around depressed. You're walking around with not a smile on your face. You're walking around saying, oh, I don't got time for people. I don't want to talk to people. I want to just be by myself because... You and you're here. You're worrying like, oh, I gotta get this together. I gotta get this money together. I gotta do this, 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 that, and the third. But did why did you forget? 
Like you, we literally forget. We literally forget that God has answered our prayers beforehand. So I have a tool that um, we're going to talk about on Sexy Saturday too, but I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to just give you the basis of it now. So literally, you guys, just write down your answered prayers. It's really that simple. And um, you can review them every, once every week, once every two weeks. But it's important that you remind yourself so that when you get into another situation, you won't you won't meet it with like worry. And I have to do that myself because... Like I had to remind myself that God, that God answered my prayers. Like there's been a million prayers. There's been a million things that I wrote down that when I look down, when I, that's why it's important to write down your prayers. But I look at my, the past things that I've written down and God has answered them. And it's like, it's amazing to see, like, see me ask God for something and then him write it down or him answer the prayer. It doesn't, it's not always instant, but him answering the small prayers gives me the fuel to know that he's going to fulfill everything that he's already that he said that he's going to do so you have to write down your prayers like it's literally that simple like write down your prayers and then when god answers your prayer and like the holy spirit will remind you or you can do it every Sunday. You can do it every other Sunday or something like that. I chose Sunday, but you can do it on a Wednesday. You can do it whatever, whenever you want, boo. Um, but just write down your prayers so that God won't have to remind you to trust him. I feel like the lady's son had to die so that she could, so that her trust can be like renewed in God. And I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want that to happen to you. Like, I don't want God to have to take away something really tragic, something that you crave so much, something that you thrive off of, for you to remember that you need to trust him. And I don't want God to, like, have me out in the streets cold for me to remember that he's going, like, he's going to provide for me, for me to trust him and trust in his will and trust in his way. So, yep, that is it, you guys. So we looked at the widow, we looked um, at Elijah, and we looked at how they both had to trust God. Just be humble, um, remind yourself, or take inventory of what you already have in your space. Um, don't be afraid, don't be negative, because that's usually fear. Know that um, you have to have faith. Know that faith and fear do not live in the same space. They cannot live in the same space. It is not possible. Um, give whichever way that you can give you're asking whatever you're asking for give that away and then lastly just write down your prayers that's it all right I hope that this was a blessing make sure that if you're not looking on YouTube that you look that you find this on YouTube so that you can find the scriptures that I said that I was gonna put on the um in the images so that you can have them um, Make sure if you're not already following us on Instagram, make sure that you're following us on Instagram at abstinent underscore AF. We have a lot of different daily scriptures and a lot of different um, stories and devotionals that we do in our stories. Um, make sure that you're a part of our texting Thursdays. Tomorrow we are going to get a text about how we can apply what we just learned today and what we learned last week and just about being a steward over what we have and trusting God. Um, and then Sexy Saturday, oh, 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 I'm going to go into more detail. Hopefully God feeds me some more ideas that we can do um, and that we can use to just trust him 
more and just rely on him more. All right. I love you guys so much. I will see you later. All right. Goodbye.